0: Escape from Plan A. Escape, escape, escape from Plan A.
1: Hi, welcome to Escape from Plan A. I'm your host Nia, and I'm joined by T today.
0: Oh, hi. Yeah, I was like, oh, we're starting now. Yeah, Yeah, we're starting. Do you want to start over? Yeah, no, it's perfect. Okay.
1: Yeah, and so today we're doing a special episode um, for Transgender Day of Remembrance. That was on November 20th, Mm -hmm. and um, it's going to be a very loaded show that we're going to have a conversation uh, that yeah. You're not, you're not ready for this conversation, but it's okay because we're going to jump into it anyways because time is of the essence. Trans people and queer people and gender nonconforming people are being murdered at a very exponentially high, one is too many if you ask me, but an exponentially high rate. Mm-hmm. So, Transgender Day of Remembrance. T, can you, can you explain what that is to our audience?
0: Yeah, um, so I, I was just reading about this, and I know this started, actually, you know, not that long ago, it's like 98, 99, it was a black trans woman that was killed in Chicago. Rita Hester. Mm-hmm. Rita Hester, and her, you know, sister, her trans sister, uh, wanted to have a vigil, not only for her, but, you know, all the trans women that have been brutalized, like, killed. And trans-femmes. And trans-femmes, yes. Yeah, because
1: it just seems it's,
0: yeah. When we talk about trans death, we're talking about trans women and trans-femme um, getting murdered and brutalized. Like, this is not, like, you know, the norm. Like, you know, not every other way. Like, not like other people, you know. Like, our community, it's, like, violently brutalized. And, like, and just the way it plays out, too, is just, like, even worse. So the first one was like, 1999, and every year since then, um, you know. And I, 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 I want to
1: like make the, 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 like, the stress that it's
0: like these are reported
1: deaths, like, right, tr- right. like trans deaths were happening oh, we can, yes, prior, we can like prior, that. like prior to that. Oh my goodness. F- going back hundreds of, yeah. if, uh, of
0: years, right? That's like, and we're going to definitely talk about I mean, about to that say later. the least that, like, the, the state apparatus to measure, Or to do anything for the general person and human being is not given to the trans women or femme, not even afforded that access even. You know, we're getting into that too.
1: Since we're on it right now, can you talk about what you mean when you say femme?
0: F-E-M-M-E. Oh, yes. And for me, femme is like such a journey like any other identity. It's because it's like with every other identity, you kind of have this journey to kind of like figure your own way of utilizing this tool to like kind of uplift and empower yourself right um and not let other projections like take that away from you and that journey is you know i like coming into my feminist and embracing it has made me so much more empowered and like valuing my work my emotional labor uh the things most people take for granted the things that are you know the backbone of movements, and reason why we care so much, not only for ourselves but you know like for general community. It's like just stepping into that more self care, self love, and appreciation. Um, I think that's like the transformation for me. Femme is just like yeah, femme is is its own spectrum
1: within the the queer.
0: Yeah, queer. I humanity. guess it doesn't have to
1: be queer, right? Yeah, but it's like have it's on a queer. broader
0: yeah, r- a broader
1: scope because there are um, cisgender fems. Femmes, Yes, totally.
0: And that's why you see like cisgender heterosexual femmes uh, and uh-huh. Yeah. that are like gay men ma- like AMAPs. AMAPs, AMAPS and, assigned know, male at birth that are more brutalized, you know, than, you know, masculine.
1: Yeah, because homeless,
0: we yeah, folks. Yeah, because we live in a very right. Like we live in a very um Cis head, and just a combination of like a, a man a presenting man and then like with the femme qualities it's just like kind mm-hmm. of like you know what i love about queerness is that it just like fucks people ideas up about what a man should look like or what femininity femininity should look like mm-hmm. um and just controlling that for yourself and controlling that narrative and it's not what you f- absorbed from other people and it's not your projection or it's someone else's projection it's like you like wholly your own thing yeah it's just super powerful
1: yeah i mean we were talking about like how femmes are the most susceptible to and subjected to like insane brutal violence by right. um oftentimes it's just cisgender men. Yeah,
0: it's like a very violent way to to be murdered. So I can give you one thing about just like the intersection where my privilege kind of plays in when, while I was in New York, you know, like I understand me as a queer, non-binary femme. My presentation there is, you know, kind of weird. And, you know, I look like I maybe a gentrifier. I could be a part of the neighborhood. There is a lot of like black residents and community members living in Crown Heights where I was at. (laughs) But, you know, I was pretty femme presenting and, you know, I didn't, I didn't feel that fearful, but I understood at the same time that if I was, if like it was a black male, you know, presenting and was very outwardly femme, it would face way more violence in that neighborhood because of, I don't know. It's just like the projection. It's like men who can't see, kind of see them in, and other men, and then like can't see that family identity, and just kind of want to like destroy it. It's like it goes back really far, like when we think about social constructs, and when kids start to understand ideas of like identity, like being a man and a woman, and then like then that being conflated with like your sex.
1: Yeah, um, that conflation is such a very
0: yeah. It it's
1: instilled in us like even before we're born, right? Yeah. Like you know like you know, you mentioned the um, right. the gender
0: reveal. <laughs> oh my goodness, yeah. The earlier. dangers, these are the dangers of the gender binary. Yeah, yeah. so like, uh, we're definitely going to go into like, more historical mm-hmm.
1: um, that historical aspect of the gender binary, but like, mm-hmm. to like, to give our um, listeners like, the gender binary is that like, system, you know, obviously from like, a binary perspective that like, that the way that gender looks is that There are two genders that is applied to sex and like sex as in your genitals, gonads, testicles, vagina, clitoris. um, And these things are like separated on one end of the spectrum to the one end of the binary to the other. Right. So there's male and female, man and woman. And the gender binary is like enforced on so many of us. Um, and obviously trans people Mm -hmm. are at the, are at the center of where that violence happens Mm -hmm. with the forcing,
0: right? Yeah. And and it's, it's the institution and the best thing, the best propaganda is if it works on its own, it's like, we are policing each other. Our communities are policing Mm -hmm. us because, because we don't fit into the norms of like what to them and to what they've learned, what a man should look like, what a woman should look like, or what, you know, like every little aspect, um, and the conflation of of your biological sex and your gender. And that's the thing. It's like, it's worked so well that the people itself start policing their own community members. And then it's so culturally normative that we don't Can see how violent. We don't, how violent. we don't get see how violent. Just like, you know, when you're kids, like when you're coming of age and like coming into your own skin and, you know, you like when I was a kid, the way I walked, the way I walk at eight years old, the way I walk there. This is like a kid, me being a kid, eight years old, not giving a fuck, minding my own business, trying to live my best life, okay. walking. <laughs> I was strutting, honey. Girl, and, you know, us. they were like, they're making fun of me. They're like shaming me for the way I walked. Yeah. I'm like, why are you trying to police the way I walk? Why are you trying to assign gender or like anything to the way I walk? Like, we don't really realize these things, things until we start to like understand where these traumas and like come from are like why we fight to even be ourselves because people have policed us in the past and currently do right now as well. And, and it's very subtle. It's very nuanced. And that's the microaggressions we face as people of color, as well as gender variant or non-binary or trans, you know,
1: And it goes it's, on an institutional level too because yeah, like goes, when we say right. that we police each other like we can it's also reinforced. take It's yes, reinforced, no that's doubt why, about that. That's why it's
0: okay, that's yep. why people feel it's okay mm-hmm. because And the then institution like we, we also
1: bring up the young ch- children that police does when we were young and now they have become cops within this right, institution right. and they also police Right, They're um, lawyers, they're yeah. like
0: all these positions of power that are the people and influence each other And they reinforce the policies this entire the structure Right that we call cis heteronormativity. Right. So from okay. day one, you know, we're dehumanized. We're like slowly being dehumanized as we're trying to come. We're
1: separated into our boxes. Yeah. Right, right. And not even day one, like day negative ninety, right? We're mm-hmm. like, right, like, like when are having ultra- that gender reveal party, girl, when they're, <laughs> when they're having when that, they're, gender- <laughs> <laughs> they're like already speculating. When, when when you're in your mom's tummy or your dad's tummy, let me like, they you start off
0: as you know a first off okay you know and then you know (laughs) your body decides whether it's going to be whatever
1: yeah so like the sexual development like sex yeah
0: like that like you start and gender is what you figure out when you grow up and you know figure that on your own that's like has nothing to do with the biological and so like we
1: we definitely want to like highlight the importance of
0: trans day of remembrance which is and also most importantly i forget to say that like, the binaries really erase, like, intersex folks in our community, in the LGBT, the queer community, so.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that is to say, too, that, like, uh, some intersex people don't even, like, aren't even a part of LGBT community or don't want to be a part of it, but, they're, but they are in the center of that gender, uh, that, that sex binary right. that is enforced on us,
0: mm-hmm.
1: that historically, I mean, up until, like, you know, this last year, that there has been some legislation. Um, I forgot the name of the legislation, but I'll think about it later. I know. Oh, do you remember the bill, the assembly bill? I don't. But it was, like, brought into the state of California, and it was basically to to wait, to have the doctors wait until the child, the baby is um, an adult to make a decision on if they want any medical procedures and I don't want to say to fix, because there's nothing to to fix, right? Right. But what I will say is that, like, prior to that, and even in the... the But the thing is,
0: like, there... I I would like to add, it's like, there isn't, like... It's so new, because there isn't a way... The conversations and the dialogue around it is also so new, and, like, learning how to talk about in the medical aspect is also very new. Yeah,
1: because before that, intersex was called hermaphrodites. I
0: mean, right. right. When I learned in school, you know, like... Speaking of, like, what, you know, all this stuff in AP psych or whatever it was, that it was normalized, you know, that parents wouldn't have to choose the sex of the child. And I didn't, you know, when I was in high school learning, I was like, I didn't see how dangerous that was or, like, how weird that was. It was just like, oh, that's, you know, it's in, in these institutions already. So it's, like, really backed to be very well-received propaganda, if anything. Yeah. I mean, the doctor and the parents are agreeing to, like, decide you know, the genitalia of their child, hence deciding their gender, because that's their logic.
1: Because, of, like, the foundation is that they still think that, like, the binary is the only choice, right? Right, right.
0: exactly. And then having, you know, your child grow up not understanding about imbal- the balance of their hormone balance, are different, or, like, you know, they're experiencing, you know, things that aren't common to, you know, their peers, so it's like, I, I can't say much about that experience, but I can't imagine growing up and just not understanding that from a queer perspective and like from just how terrible the gender binary is. I mean, the policing of it from our peers also. And also the violence of
1: it, too, like in context to what we're. You know, talking about for the show, which is like Trans Day of Remembrance, right? Right. Right. To bring it back to like the conversation around like trans people, women, trans femmes Mm -hmm. being murdered in gruesome ways, and I'm not going to reiterate or like I'm not going to repeat and share those stories because Mm -hmm. it's kind of like trauma porn for Mm -hmm. some people,
0: right? And I, but it's to understand that process of being dehumanized through our lives, and then these. And our community and the people that we should count as our community members growing up and not already seeing us as dehumanized, to jump off of that,
1: like to we look to community our our community and specifically, I mean the Asian community, right, mm-hmm. for um comfort and whatnot. like but it seems that like the broader general Asian community wants to push it under the rug, oh yeah, right mm-hmm. that like they don't want to. Challenge any systems and specifically for Southeast Asian mm-hmm. folks, um, such as myself, and
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: yeah, and people, you know, Southeast, yeah, like yeah, we're, yeah, we're both Southeast folks. Asian mm-hmm. like, right now, but like, mm-hmm. there comes a lot of like generational trauma already that's right already brought with colonization, right? And
0: what I heard about generational trauma is like trauma can stay with you for 40 years, oh, yeah, yeah, and so like, and it pa- is
1: passed down, passed down genetically too. Mm-hmm. And so, like, our parents don't want to talk about anything, or at least my parents didn't want to talk about anything Uh that pertains to sex or gender. And I don't even think that they have the capacity at that point coming to this country and being enforced into the system Uh or socialized into the system at an adult age, but also their children in in the context of myself Uh that, like, I was also policed for... Uh the way that I walked too. And it got to the point too, where my older siblings, my brothers eventually were socialized into doing it too. So mm-hmm. what became something like they didn't say anything before. I didn't care before, or the show they, showed they right. didn't care um, as they got older and into high school, they also began to police the way that I would walk. And they said, stop walking like a F word.
0: Oh, wow. you know what I mean? Yeah, like, right,
1: right, and you know, we were refugees, right? Mm-hmm. So like, it was something that like we did not talk about my queerness my
0: transness Mm -hmm. like the most obvious things in the room
1: the most obvious things in the (laughs) room but i feel like it was obvious it wasn't obvious until we came into the the center of where it was going to be the most criticized and scrutinized and violent for somebody of my stature and i'm guessing of your stature and Mm -hmm. your expression right for Trans Day of Remembrance, every year the murders of our community just gets higher and higher. Right, right. Since they began reporting in 1998, with Rita mm-hmm. Hester being the first woman to be memorialized Marized for reporting.
0: we're talking about reported
1: reported reported deaths Yeah, and even and in murders. the case of reporting too, reporting is very difficult, right? Oh, because yeah. Because let's talk a little bit yeah. about like the yeah. reporting that happens that like when a body is found, they still equate the genitals as the signifier for their gender. Mm-hmm. Right. So there are many trans women that go unreported mm-hmm. and Uncounted. counting because forensics, police, mm-hmm. the media and right. the media, the way that they, the, the media reports right. it is even and more it, heinous right. because it's it not spreads that, out to the, the people.
0: Right. Because it's not that if they're mm-hmm. not identified and so, like, they are definitely dead-named. Can you tell
1: the audience what dead name means? Your
0: previous given name. And so, you know, you don't identify with that. You know, same thing with the, your, your gender, you know. Like, you don't identify with that gender. That name goes with that gender. And and whatever perceived identity or projection your family had had for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, in the case of gender. a trans woman, they would put their old boy name or their, their mm-hmm. men's name, like, right. on the media. Right. When they already go by a different name. They go by their, 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 their real name. name their their new chosen name. Yeah. Real name, right.
1: Exactly. So, um, that reporting... So, in the case of, like, Trans Day of Remembrance, every year, it's gotten higher. And this right. year, we're at... nearly 39? 35 to 40-ish. From right.
0: what I... These are reported, The 35
1: right? was... Because the other day, on the 17th of November, there was another trans woman that oh, wow. was killed in Florida. So, like, it's climbing, mm-hmm, right? right? And since 1998, that it's happened, there's been over 3,000 reported, right, reported right. of tra- of trans people being murdered, mm-hmm. and the ways in which the the body is brutalized is something to really be disgusted at, right? The barbarity mm-hmm. that our society um, has towards trans femmes
0: mm-hmm.
1: is very revealing. Mm-hmm. There are yep. a couple of, like, people that we want to talk about on the yeah. show. Definitely this year, right? Like, for instance, mm. Tony McDade.
0: Oh, yes. We can talk about Tony McDade, yes. Yeah, Tony McDade was killed by uh, the police. I can't remember where. In Tallahassee, from. Florida. Tallahassee in Florida. They're a trans black man. Man, yes. Yeah and that happened May 27th 28th like during the same time as George Floyd same week i believe same week yes exactly it's like and you know that was you know that didn't get the same amount of support or like you know the community didn't really show up like they showed up for George Floyd and this is not a comparison this is just like uh kind emblematic of emblematic of like the way that and we're perspective. Mar- yeah marginalized yeah. uh-huh and and you know even like Beyoncé Taylor didn't get the same amount, you know, right. of attention,
1: and she and then, still doesn't.
0: Right? Yeah. Um. And then when you go to the the, I uh, talk about intersectionality, and um, and then you go to Tony McDade. There's like hardly any coverage ever, like at all. And to get like to add more context as well, like
1: that Tony McDade's like situation was like absolutely disgusting right mm-hmm. in the sense that like the way that he was killed and the nature that he was killed right mm-hmm. that like he was being harassed by transphobic people right. in his community mm-hmm. and he called the cops to have them protect him and instead oh, they wow. killed him wow it, and- it's a, a system of like community violence mm-hmm. And also backed up by right. state violence. Right. Right. So, like, where does a trans person turn to I, Yeah, for I, protection?
0: Right. And I do want to add, you mentioned this earlier, about the majority of people that have been murdered are black trans femmes. Back to intersectionally, about whatever oppression that's going on, it's like black trans femmes are facing the worst of it. And it shows here in, in this movement, in in this BLM movement, um, and um, that's why people here in sac say all oh, black lives matter because the amount of transphobia homophobia faced in this in our communities when we're doing organizing and on the ground work the frontline work mm-hmm. and to also add that black trans femmes are the backbone of many movements every movement probably every re- like revolution
1: i mean black lives matter
0: started with black trans uh, black femmes right and black groups. yeah and black that's that, that's the online movement and even in the Ferg- in ferguson there's like black trans women and femmes on the ground mm-hmm. doing doing that work too and aren't recognized we just they aren't talked about you know aren't recognized as as people worthy of recognition in that but but people will you know in that and that's the thing that's the difficult part is like we do have relationship with people but people don't want to have that in the open right you know what I mean yeah totally I know and we support yeah, we support yeah we support and we support and look after these folks even though they don't want to have pride in that relationship with us and I think that that goes down to that
1: generational trauma thing right mm-hmm. within a lot of communities of color
0: specifically
1: I'll talk about Asian mm-hmm. um, because it's you know it's a podcast yeah about and we're going
0: it. back to you know like yeah,
1: but like relates. there's that old and maybe that's still prevalent in community but I don't know I, I'm not Uh, surrounded by it very much now, but, like, that there's that idea that, like, if you touch someone or if you're around someone who is queer or trans that somehow you would also catch it too oh my god it's like cooties and, yeah it's like cooties or something it's right? so like childish you know it is very like yeah it is very like infantile in the way that like people logic and understand yeah it. that logic is very infantile
0: for sure <laughs>
1: um and dangerous
0: too and very dangerous yeah very that's dangerous the thing. it's like that's it's like has an innocence to it but it's like very violent at the end of the day yeah um,
1: Because at the end of the day When you see a trans person Or a queer person Or being brutalized sentence, Or right. like beaten in the street You right. don't do anything But take out your phone And you just Like Or you even watch. just tur- Like turn the other way right. Right? right Like let's say If you are a person And, and you're right. on a, accomplice a bus in that way. You, you are an accomplice part
0: of, You're taking part in, And perpetuating Yeah in a, a, yeah, a murder funny. of
1: somebody right? There's so
0: many things Perpetuating it. Malaysia Booker mm. That video Of her oh, being wow, beaten up yeah. I couldn't watch The whole video But and, And I think there was another video of like three trans women in LA getting beaten up and people just laughing, filming and not doing anything.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, And I think that that's where that, I think that's where that logic comes from that like, oh, don't touch her. Don't, don't be close to her or whatever. mm, Like you'll catch it. Right. mm, And it sounds so, it sounds so childish and mm, like infantile. And also
0: the audacity for men to think that we want you (laughs) just because, (laughs) you know what I mean? It's like, you're afraid of like we're afraid of you, honey, like, you're the one that's gonna kill us, like, what are you talking about? You know, it's like, and it's was projection, I, I say, it's, it's, like, it's projection. like, I'm not afraid
1: of, I'm not afraid of men, what I, uh-huh. uh of, of cis men that, like, can't, like, that have no recognition or, or comfort in their own sexuality, mm. what I am, re- what I do recognize about them is that they're volatile. The re-
0: right, right. Right, they're it's volatile, person, and it's, it's a, kind of like that, it's oh, is that child gonna, like, Throw off it. Right. Is that child gonna throw off tantrum? And that is very big in the Asian community, uh, for a little community. It's like um men and it's a toxic masculinity and it's a family dynamic,
1: and it's part like of patriarchy, face,
0: right, in the patriarchy of like not being able to talk about stuff and then them not knowing how to do emotional labor and then just blowing up and being violent and being physical. And hurting and the feminine harming, right, exactly. To the point of murdering them.
1: Yeah, and and yeah. like Going back to Tidor, that like a lot of these murders are very personal, domestic situations.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right,
1: right. I mean the one that just died on the seventeenth. It was her husband that killed mm-hmm. her.
0: Right. That's so yeah.
1: Layered. It's so right. layered. It's, and like, it's so like and, and it's and, it's very frustrating because there are cis women, right? There mm-hmm. are cis women. Meaning cisgender, meaning a, a woman that is not transgender.
0: And a woman who, who, who is is accepts the, yeah. The gender
1: that they were given. Right. And the, the, the sex assigned to them at, at birth, right? Yes. There are cisgender women that when they see a trans death or murder, their first initial reaction is, well, she shouldn't have lied about who she, who, who he is. Right.
0: Right. That is so I just that's it's just like perpetuating
1: that violence,
0: right? right. That, cycle of that violence. Idea That right, that trying to pretend to be
1: something that we're, we're not we're not yet
0: to We're deceivers, deceivers. Yeah, Exactly, yeah. exactly. And playing into and even like everyday things and like media things, like we're just like I watch a lot of you know, we watch a lot of T V cartoons. And the villains, you know, they're always queer. They're always queer presenting. They're always yeah. femme presenting whether they present as me, me, a man or a woman, you know? Um, have you seen... Uh, whether it was gender Netflix? nonconforming.
1: You have know? you seen, what's that, Netflix? Um, the documentary called Disclosure. Oh, uh, okay. That's on Netflix. And it's about the way that, like, trans people have been represented in film, huh. television, media. I mean, film as in, like... Um, basement tour. Oh my God. Oh my ten God. Ten. I was just thinking about that. I was like the worst one. We were just talking about that a week ago. Yeah, girl. Like that, like, and, they, kid, and I, was, that well, I yeah, love
0: that. Yeah. I did
1: too. I did too. Yeah, but we, as, as a trans woman myself, I internalized that. Oh right? yeah. I, ter- totally. I like I grew up like to the, be anything
0: but trans. Right. That's the thing. It's like the people are so terrible getting at our vulnerabilities, like, and then attacking our insecurities, you know, in that way. Just like because we are so vulnerable and insecure about that, and then then people use that against us.
1: Well, I think the thing is, is that like, it's like they shame femininity. I guess mm-hmm. in in the sense that, like, uh, for myself, mm-hmm. right, that like my feminine, fa- my femininity was being put on the scaffold for society, my community to scrutinize, to brutalize, to uh, perpetuate the violence, right, and that's mm-hmm. a, a ex- That's an arm of patriarchy, Mm -hmm. putting the woman down.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And I specifically use patriarchy in the sense that we're living in the United States, like geographically, like, and it is a patriarchy that is more virulent than other patriarchal systems, right? Because I looked at the numbers in of trans people being murdered in Vietnam. Mm -hmm. This year, it's zero. Oh, wow. Yeah. Right? And like...
0: Previous years, it's like been. I was just thinking about low. that because I was thinking about Laos and how they track that in Laos, and even if they do track that in Laos,
1: yeah, because the gen- gender know? looks different in, in right, those, right. like
0: uh, the, and that's why, like the, uh, like certain- I with mean, colonization, and I know we're gonna get into this, like in imperialism, it mm-hmm. has shifted, you know, right because yeah. of the influence. And I've mentioned this too, before that, like, regarding how
1: violent. A geographical region's like colonization was, is how violent they treat their trans people, mm-hmm. right? That colonization, um, happens to a, an indigenous group somewhere, right? Like, for instance, in South America, like in Brazil, right? Or like mm-hmm. in, in, in the, the northern triangles, which is like Guatemala, mm-hmm. El Salvador, like we're basically where all of the, the campas that are traveling you know, the um, indigenous people and the, yeah. the people that are living there that are leaving and like coming up north uh-huh. to this country. Right. Right. They're escaping uh, uh. femicide, which mm-hmm. is like the, the murdering and, and killing of femmes. Right. Right. So it's a, it's a continuation and extension of that. Of imperialism. Of imperialism yeah. and patriarchy. Yeah, totally. We were talking about Tony McDade, but since we're on the topic of, of imperialism, why don't we talk about Jennifer Laud? Yeah, yeah. Who was the trans Filipina woman in two thousand and fourteen.
0: Yeah. She recent.
1: Yeah. it was recent. In two thousand fourteen, she went home with a Marines US Marine Pember- Pemberton or something. I don't you know, I don't know about his name. Like, yeah. fuck him. Um, but she went home with him, or she went back to the hotel with him. And he was the last person that was with her when she was alive. And she was brutally beaten to death in, her, in the hotel room. Wow. You know, the Philippines, they had a trial. Pemberton was charged with murder. He was... Taken into custody Mm -hmm. by the U.S. military, and they kept him on the ship docked in the Philippines when he was supposed to be taken into custody by the Philippine government. So they're
0: keeping him from facing persecution. Oh,
1: yeah, totally. They're They're protecting
0: him, right? right. Exactly.
1: The the, the Marines is protecting him, right? After he killed a trans woman, a woman in the most horrific way. Yeah. And... He used the defense, the gay panic defense or the trans panic defense, Mm -hmm. which is basically like I was so enraged that I found out that this person is not who they claim to be. So I I had to kill them. That defense.
0: Right. It's so weird that it is a justified defense like that you can even use that defense. It's like how. What is it that makes you freak out so much to take someone's life because of their genitals not even it's like
1: it goes back to that that shame thing right. it goes exactly, back to that shame exactly
0: what we've been that talking not, about not yeah
1: what, not wanting to be associated with a, a trans or a queer person right. right because somehow if you if you touch somebody that it's like that right. and be know, we know and, we know damn yeah, well that right. that motherfucker that motherfucker got some that night, right? Mm-hmm. And he felt some way about that, and he had right. to do something about it. it
0: it's, it's the projected shame that they feel against our bodies. It's mm-hmm. like... And their own bodies, right? right. And, that they're and, aroused and, and therefore, by and their yeah. own bodies, exactly. Yeah. And
1: are, that, that, but, that they're aroused by that <laughs> in the case of
0: this Marines. Right. right, exactly. and And it's because of how repressed... Like our cultures are even, and that's probably how our cultures can relate to like U.S. cultures. That U.S. culture is also well, I think U.S. culture is like even more repressed even more, than, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely, definitely,
1: right? Because we're not like in Southeast Asia, like the, the, I mean, the naked body isn't something that right, is like right, highly um,
0: sexualized, and
1: yeah, isn't highly sexualized, but also the naked body, there's something sacred about yeah. that, mm-hmm. um, whereas in the, w- here, the way that so... here in the U.S., the way that the naked body is, it's sacred in a different way. It's sacred like, like, you gotta hide it because it's sinful to show, right. I don't know, like, um, the I'm not Christian. I, yeah. Exactly, yeah, I'm not right. Christian. Right. So, like, I, I, I shouldn't talk about it like <laughs> that, but I'm just saying that, like, the puritanical nature right, of...
0: Right. The purity, it's a purity. Mm-hmm. It's definitely from white supremacy. It's like...
1: Yeah. So, she was murdered, and only recently, this year, I think it was in October, that President Rodrigo, I think that's how you say it, yeah, Duterte, Uh, Duterte. um, yeah, President Duterte, um, pardoned him, and he got, he got to go. wow. Yeah, he pardoned him. And Duterte, um, the, you know, fascist dictator in the Philippines right right now, um, or proto-fascist, like, you know, uh, has been historically uh, very patriarchal and very violent towards femmes, mm-hmm. right? That, like, of course he would pardon this Marines, right? Um, the bravado amongst him and Trump,
0: that they're friends, right. They perpetuate and they mm-hmm. uphold this structure mm-hmm. of right. cis header patriarchy. Right. And normalizing it, allowing this type of violence to... It making it seem like it, it is okay. It's okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Can we talk mm-hmm. about the sex paths? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, the Not sex much. paths, like, in the sense that, like, Pemberton, mm-hmm. um, but other people... I really want to get into, like, the mm-hmm. 4chan... The Q uh, QAnon, please, because those please. are sex sexpats too, tea, right? Tea, yeah, man. I'll give you the tea on that. <laughs> <Please>. <laughs> Hold on, let me take a sip of the tea. Because that's like a
0: deep, like... And like, Asians are like right in the middle of this, like, race thing. Cause, okay. Because white <laughs> supremacy put us there. Right, you know? yeah,
1: they jammed us in the middle of the right. black and white. To kind of
0: blur what this whole situation.
1: Yeah, um, so the sex patriot, you know, like the expat that, like, leaves their country... Uh, specifically the United States, because, you know, like, when when people in, like, the Northern Triangle leave, they're refugees, or they're, like, illegals or whatever, <laughs> but, like, when white people oh, go they're somewhere they're else, they're, like, the expats, the, the expats right? But the sexpat is uh, someone who leaves to be in another country where they indulge in the sex economy oh, right. and they, like, really exploit right. the sex economy right, over right. there, right? And Pemberton, the U.S. Marines that killed Jennifer Laud, I would say, was a sex pat in training, right? Oh, definitely. Like, with being in the Marines and being... All those bases in
0: all the other oh, countries. Yeah, that's, totally. that's a part of a... That's
1: a part of colonization.
0: Right. It's like the the neocolonialism that's happening that people don't think about that's actually happening. It's like these bases and anyone from the States being on your land is... They're gonna start some shit. Call no it what it is, right? It's poison. It's toxic. Once they step foot, it's like you don't know what they're gonna do. You don't trust them. Yeah, they're gonna lie.
1: And Pemberton is yeah. a prime example of how the power dynamic is still is reinforced, right? Where we have somebody who is on someone else's land, in this case Pemberton, killing another woman, and then uh, you know, <coughs> God knows uh, what uh, what else happens, like you know, with other people that that he he's involved with. Um, but like a reported case, right, mm-hmm. Jennifer right. Lott, and he gets away with it, like in uh, the most minimal d- uh, degree of punishment. And I'm not, I'm a, you know, I'm an abo- uh, abolitionist, right? I, mm-hmm. I think that like that punishment should be um, restorative. I mean, there should be restorative and transformative justice, right? Right. But mm-hmm. like yeah. in the In the prime example of in this situation, in the prime, they
0: gotta go. They gotta
1: go. I mean, that's the start of how you restore that. But like, um, that imperialism is still happening Mm -hmm. in in cases where like the the military bases are still there. I mean, the lingering
0: effects. I mean, yeah, the lingering effects of of because the United
1: States supposedly beat or like
0: conquered the Philippines like over a
1: hundred years ago.
0: Mm-hmm. right yeah the philippines have been like ravaged by so many different
1: colonial forces
0: right yeah Yeah. i mean it was
1: like it's a stepping stone mm-hmm. for european colonization mm-hmm. um in their colonization the way ventures. they gain power right yeah and still resources but um the the sex paths like q who is supposedly Where? QAnon? Yes, okay. Oh, okay. I said. Oh I was <laughs> of QAnon. So they think that they may have found the uh, person that runs QAnon, right? Uh-huh. And this is a guy that is a sexpat that lives in the Philippines. He uh, lives in this big property, and he has like these like servants, uh-huh. and he exploits the sex economy there but he's also posting and one of the leading posters of Reddit and all of this stuff, speaking against pedophilia in the oh, United States. Wow! Within the Democratic Party, right, and creating that like kind of fascististic tension that's happening and, and boiling. What? This is QAnon. This is QAnon. Yeah. Okay. The anonymous, the Q anonymous. So this is pers- the person. Yeah. A great QAnon. That they that, well allegedly. Oh, because gotcha, they found gotcha, gotcha. they found his they linked him to this computer IP code uh-huh. in the Philippines. Right, right. Wow. Well, I mean not that, yeah, but like they linked him back to this guy. Yeah, yeah. I see. And so That's um, the IP yeah. just the hypocrisy of right. cis hetero like patriarchy is like to yeah. And so the amount of deaths that like trans people
0: and queer people deal with it's just too much. Mm-hmm. And to go along with like the ongoing like colonization in our communities of these gender binaries that are placed upon us by white supremacy is, like, within our communities we start to forget how we never shaped someone's identity by their genitalia or like whether they were too fem or whatever. It was just more attributes of a person's character as opposed to something to look down upon if it didn't fit a certain type of construct, you know, and I feel like um, that that construct of the gender binary mm-hmm. really reinforces a
1: lot of the structures in this right. country, right? Mm-hmm. Like capitalism,
0: like white supremacy,
1: right. like patriarchy, right. like um, imperialism, right?
0: right. Like if you want to be really radical, you, this is what you need to fight in your daily lives, like you yourself and unpacking, unlearning this.
1: Yeah, and really unpacking the queerness cis, within def- yourself, within. Right. Mm-hmm. and then when i mean you and all the institutions you take a part of yeah and when it, when we when we mean you we mean you the listener right yes. because like even though you perceive yourself to be heterosexual you're not heteronormative or mm-hmm. or actually let me rephrase that everybody has a tinge of queerness in some way or shape or form
0: mm-hmm. because that's just a part of human nature right like yeah definitely like- like, believing things are on a spectrum, definitely. Like, everything's on a spectrum, and definitely people who even are cishet, definitely on the spectrum, whether they decide to or not, believe that.
1: So, like, the gender binary being a construct that supports white supremacy and capitalism, patriarchy, and imperialism, right? Like, that the gender binary is enforced for capitalism. In the sense that, like we, we limit people to their genitals and their their sex, cis, sexual system, mm-hmm. and then we categorize people and like organize people within that way mm-hmm. is because we want to regulate reproduction mm-hmm. and creating the workforce. Right. It's about productivity. Yeah. It's about it's like productivity. Capitalist
0: model. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Right. right. And so, like, the amount of like very conservative Republican life over choice. At the end of the day, it's about the reproductive, reproducing the workforce for capitalist ventures. And like Mm -hmm. the gender binary is reinforced by patriarchy because it is something that is already happening within many old systems and cultures and regions Right. Uh-huh. And that like it's reinforced by imperialism and white supremacy, which is tied right. together. Right. Because, well, I can talk a little bit about the like how the gender binary, that construct was created in tandem with uh, white supremacy. Uh-huh. And that right. was like during the period of the 18th century, the late, the late Enlightenment, when they were yeah. categorizing sex and race. Mm, right? right? Like the mm. scientists, the eugenicists, the all of like all of the science around that day was about categorization. Mm. And they were trying to like come up with the kingdoms and the systems.
0: So this is why science is racist. Just because, you know, this is what they use it for. Like
1: standard. Well yeah, like like the the scientific method can be utilized for very racist reasons, like eugenists, mm-hmm. eugenists, right? Mm-hmm. They were like trying to come up with like the most superior race by looking at people's skulls and looking at people like, and and the amount of like samples that they had, like the bodies that they were looking at, was very wow. far and few. So they yeah. they like when they were categorizing Africans, they were looking at the like the corpse of African people like one or two of them yeah. and so that's how that's, that's how exactly they created cool. their litmus test for how African people looked or how what they called Mongols looked or mm-hmm. what they call like Caucasian people looked like right, right? right and so like they were creating these categorization at the same time as they were doing with sex mm-hmm. and gender and I use sex and gender like combined because they were still doing this at this time right so they were seeing okay so We see uh, penis and vagina, man and
0: woman. There you go. There you go. Right? Put the aside. There you go. We figured that out. But the the
1: science today, (laughs) like, with the science today, we understand that that's not, not, like, even the binary within the, it's not that simple. Right. Right? As earlier we were talking about intersex people, uh, that, like, there are, like, the variation of how sex and sexual organs Inside and outside, and on like a um, genetic, like not genetic. Yeah, I guess How it varies. Chromosomal, it's very... chromosomal, chromosomal. I can't say it.
0: Yeah. But been, <laughs> they're also on the spectrum too. Yeah, they're all they're all varied, right? right? Genitals are on the spectrum. We always like even the way we see like not every penis is like straight, and like, not every penis is like not every gen is like you know like vaginas nice, look and... all
1: different ways. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're just, like, they're just variation in that, right? But mm-hmm. because we have some form of, like, this is, like, the simple, ideal simple penis. And, yeah. yeah, the
0: ideal penis and the ideal vagina. Right. I think that also, I mean, this is kind of, like, a tangent, but, like, disconnects us from our body, even, to, like... It's
1: no very distant about,
0: yeah. Because it. It, you don't want to connect with it. It's, like, I mean, it's doing a lot of things. It does. It's very reactive. It has its own life, you know, like,
1: mm-hmm. that yeah.
0: part of your body. But you decide... That it's just, there's a, there's it's just, confusion. it's just this genital. Yeah, you know, as opposed to like, oh, it's a thing to like, know one understand and explore, and it's a part of you that you should have pride in. It's a part, it's yeah, the body part, you know. Yeah, it's a piece of you right. that like,
1: you know, that that but is it's shame. It's like
0: you hide it, like where you're talking about the purity and the hiding and the, mm-hmm. yeah, all that. Yeah, and the repression.
1: Yeah, I mean, in the in the sense of transgressing that too for people that like don't want to deal with that, like that. There is a glorification of, like, the ideal penis or the, the ideal vagina right, as right. well, right? So, like, there's, like, two sides to that coin. And I think that, like, they're both problematic in the, right. in the way that, like, when you don't give highlight to a piece of who you are and also on the other side where you glorify how your uh, genitals should look, right? It creates a lot of problems right? and dysphoria. Right, yeah. With everyone, yeah, and that 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 comes along with sex, but mm-hmm. as far as like ge- like genital uh, as as far as gender wise right? right that we do the same thing too, mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. um that we glorify how specific gender should look like, so like when you think of your ideal man and you as in like general you right, or when you think of your ideal woman, right, mm-hmm. that is often brought up and that is often being lifted by the media and by the way that we right, right. we represent how a man acts yeah. and how a woman acts right or right. behaves or mm. looks like even Definitely. right and there's a sense of like collective bargaining that happens between peoples right that like mm. we kind of all agree to this is what like the ideal the man norms, looks like right.
0: that art on paper is just like yeah and sucks.
1: that's where that's where that policing comes mm. from right that w- you were talking about earlier right That, like, as a child, you and I both got policed for even just the way that we walked. Mm -hmm. Right? Because we were categorized into that man group um, in different ways. We were categorized into that man group, and we were policed
0: by that. Right. And I think I would tie this along to, like, the ongoing, in our communities, imperialism and colonization, but also to, like, the mental health and of folks and not only are you know trans folks being murdered but you know we are killing ourselves off you know um we face a lot of more mental health issues because of these gender constructs and really i feel like mental health is just like people fighting all these social constructs because they're not really attainable like all these like normative things that even cis heteronormative don't even like they still believe in it because of this capitalist system. It's because of the way things uh, work. They just go They benefit from it. Exactly. That's that's part of the privilege. They benefit from it. But at the same time, it's like, you know, all these constructs are giving us heavy mental health issues because... Oh, yeah. Because we know we're not supposed to live like this at the end of the day, spiritually. And that's why I feel like with trans folks, that power and the beauty in leaning into that femininity is that we find power in that.
1: Yeah, so... I guess we could talk about
0: resiliency then, since yeah. we're kind of
1: like there That's already. About,
0: right, exactly. Yeah. Um, like I mean, it's interesting because I know I know that because we have gone through so much more as trans folks, non binary folks, femmes, gender non conforming, that we can't we know we can't rely on the institutions to really properly serve us. And so we rely on our communities, you know? We rely on being able to reach out to our communities or just our communities are showing up for us because we know how much mentally we're going through because of fighting the projection of the policing that people are doing, whether outright or just, like, you know, by looks and whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, from the community members, you know, there and our families, you know? The amount of trauma we have to face, but still keeping, we still keep going, you know? It's not easy. I want to say it's not easy at all. And that's why I feel like suicide and, you know, those things are so high in our communities. But getting past that, moving past that, and then finding support in our communities Mm -hmm. really allows us to be able to find self-care and people understand our mental health, the things that we're going through because of that, even understanding ourselves more, finding our intuition and being resilient, you know, and that normal people don't have because they don't have that queer understanding and questioning because they keep going with the norms. Yeah. I'm going to understand that's all bullshit. What does queer mean to you? Queer for me, very generally, just like questioning, just questioning everything, you know, like questioning anything. And at the core of it, I feel like that's how I generally identify it. But
1: to go further,
0: is like, if you're really questioning these systems, then you really come to understanding that these normative things aren't okay, and that there needs to be another way, you know? Like, yeah. What about you?
1: Yeah, I totally am on the same page with you that, like, it's it's a form, it's an action. To queer is an action for me. It's a It's a verb, you know? Mm. I know some people use it, like, as a noun. I'm a queer, or... Mm. Reclaiming that you know, because in the '50s that word was like. Yeah, I mean, I've I've had, um, trans mothers that like a trans mother is you know a another older trans woman that like kind of takes you under their wing and teaches yeah. you like how to move about the world yeah. as a trans person, oh, right? Yeah. Right, but like I've had. We not trans... have our own mentors, you know, and well, a lot of them died, and yeah, yeah a right. lot. Of, uh, but like I've had trans um, family that like hate the word queer as a reclaimed word and I get that chosen family yeah same thing um and it's older generation but me I love the word queer Mm. and I I think that queer is a form of it's an action it's questioning like putting um instead of like being put on the scaffold for my queerness I'm putting the system on the scaffold as under scrutiny like Mm. Why is it that people are separated in this way? Right. Why is it that like mm-hmm. it's okay for uh, quote girls to have long hair, right, and boys to not have long right. hair, right? Not or like, to, like just even, like define have to have my nails painted, you yeah. Know, as a male to question so. the rituals that we have, right? Like, why are they having a gender reveal party? Why are they using the fireworks to blow up? Like to cause expo- wildfire. Why? Okay, <laughs> like you know what I mean. Like why are why is the bride and white? Like you can queer any aspect of like the way that I think queerness is questioning hegemony. Mm, definitely, that's that. Like I think that's the best definition I can give to mm. question and challenge hegemonic ways of being and doing right mm-hmm. and i know that like in the sen- in the case for like api folks like that like many of us that are kind of ingrained and or like just thrown and tossed into yeah. this system of living is either d- we don't want to draw attention to to and i know these are not the listeners but like we don't want to draw attention to our asianness or we want to be represented in a way right uh-huh. Which is like, you know, part of that that media representation question. Oh, you know, we're finally on screen and whatnot, whatever. Um, right, right. But I think that like, it would do us, it would do us good to question the hegemonic structures more. It would do us good to queer things more. And that's a part of my resiliency.
0: Mm, you know, that's right. a part
1: of how, right. it's, it's a part of being creative in how, I move about the world without the connection that I get from your typical cis heteronormative Mm -hmm. society. Going back to what we were talking about earlier mm -hmm. about like how cishet people don't want to touch like someone that they read as queer or trans, right? Mm -hmm. Because they think they're going to catch it, right? So my life has been kind of filled with that Mm -hmm. where like the spaces that I, I, even the spaces that I enter, I'm not really pulled into that space or welcome in that space. Uh-huh. In fact, I'm like scrutinized to be in that space yeah. and ridiculed and embarrassed and harassed and, you know, viol- like violated and whatever the case be. Right. So, so recognizing that I move about, move about the world in that way and, and being creative and aware uh-huh. of that and how I can navigate that.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And that's yeah. a part of my resiliency.
0: Yes. That's yeah. That. <laughs> yes, that's that. Uh huh.
1: Is there anything else you want to add to the story?
0: Um, I just, yeah, I think, yeah, queer, queer, being queer, queerness is such.
1: How is it applied to huge, your laotian Like,
0: I think it's like such a huge badge to carry because it's a constant. It's constant work. Mm-hmm. It's never ending. You know. Because culture um, changes. And it's beautiful. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It goes with the culture and the culture. Queer, cult- the queer culture is always shaping pop culture. Mm-hmm. And black culture is constantly shaping pop culture. Yeah. And yeah. The- and pop
1: culture is like the dominant like mm-hmm. culture that is like always like kind of like I-, I think of culture pop culture as like a big blob of like a big blob monster that kind of mm-hmm. just like it's everything that, like, and it just, like, oh spits God, it out yeah. in, like,
0: <laughs> the most, like, confectious <laughs> way, you know? It just ruins the roots of uh, whatever was going on to exactly. on the moment.
1: Yeah. The trends. And it capitalizes on that <laughs> moment, right? Right. And I feel that that they are doing that. They're doing that with, like, anything that is not queer anymore.
0: Right. I mean, it's, like, taking back, you know, it really is taking back what's ours, um, and really controlling the narrative. It sucks to unpack and unlearn. And that's why I would question where I'm at right now to unpack and unlearn. Um, when I think of camping and like being connected to nature, I used to think about what really connected to whiteness, like the privilege of being able to go out and camp and like do that and whatever. But, you know, going along in the, your queer journey, you're like, you do need to be connected to the land and journey. It's not a white thing. It's like, you know, it's just, you taking that back, you know, like, but
1: I can see how because it I mean, could be viewed as a white thing, right? Because we're sometimes totally d- d- yeah.
0: deterred by whiteness, you know, the point of like <laughs> being when you're like early in your wokeness, you're like deterred by anything white, you're like, oh, you know, like that's white culture, whatever, blah blah. But the thing is, like, to come into understanding that white people have been always been looting, you know, physically <laughs> and culturally, I'm sip some tea, and culturally, okay, honey, and anything that they've done has never been theirs in the first place, you know, music. You know, whiskey, you know, anything, like, anything. Really? <laughs> you know?
1: Whiskey? Whis- yeah, it was,
0: y- y- like, whiskey was a southern, you know, like, bourbon. Yeah. Like, like Jack Daniels, you know, that recipe was a black man's recipe. Oh, my God. You know, obviously, like, everything was stolen. You know, like, invention no of, idea. you know, all these agricultural things, you know, like, everything. Yeah. You know? Well, I
1: mean, whiteness you know, is pop culture. Pop, pop culture is whiteness. Well,
0: well uh, whiteness has the means and the resources to bring it to the pop. Yeah. There, okay. there you go. And, yeah. And, and, and to take it out of context, out of its own culture, decontextualize it and make it consumable. And that's um, what it's like, it comes down
1: to, right? It becomes, can we, it be consumable? And can we profit off of that? And
0: they do do that. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. When, they, when they figure out a way to do that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. They do, like, they do I like, the profit thing off with, of it as like, much as possible. Right. That's the thing with representation and all these other things. But we're talking about resiliency.
1: Well, that's a part of that too, yeah. you know, like with,
0: yeah, with th- everything happening still, <laughs> still, you know, still connected to the earth, thank goodness, um, to the land and understanding that, you know, we're on stolen land. We're on um Miwok territory, you know, and controlling our narratives. And that I think controlling our narratives and then also being able to find solidarity and common ground with, you know, our other ancestors and, Trans siblings.
1: Transcestors? Mm-hmm. What do you yes. mean by that?
0: You know, our ancestors, you know, our... You know, the trans. You know they're trans, <laughs> obviously. They have always been around. Yeah. You can't erase our histories, you know. But that's a part of whiteness. They want right. to erase it. Exactly. Like, I use the example of, like,
1: the Chumash, right? The, in Santa Barbara region, uh-huh. right? Like, mm-hmm. when the when the Spanish came, or the Porti, uh, Portuguese came... I'm sorry, it was the Spanish that came in that area, right? Mm -hmm. When they came, one of the first peoples that they killed were the Hoyas. And the Hoyas were the people that were, quote, gender diverse in that community, right? Mm -hmm. And the Hoyas were called, like, the jewels of Mm. that community. And their role was to take care of... The, the community right. to um, be a caregiver to be a right. spiritual guide guide all of that right Always taking care of the people right exactly mm-hmm. right because that's that's the important thing and when they the colonizers came and they saw them and like there is documentation about how like in in these old journals that the soldiers. Mm-hmm. Had there's documentation about how they viewed them, and they were just like these wow. men in dresses, and the <laughs> way that they are, they're like sinful, and they, they the have to be. Yeah. So, and they were killed. They were the there's, first ones that they were the examples wow. that were being killed. So that gender side happened to them, right? right? So, like on top of the genocide that happened to the people, the gender side was happening. They were killing, they were right. destroying any type, type of gender variance, wow.
0: right? On top of the genocide, rejection. yeah. So, because like, they didn't understand, because they weren't educated enough to understand gender variant people, you know.
1: Yeah, because they didn't it's want tied it to, to exists
0: in their world. It's
1: tied to that that long history of colonization that happened in Europe they exported that to the americas mm-hmm. to all of the other regions ideas, that they touched. Right? yeah and so like now most of the world is uh, is living under a gender binary because right.
0: that was enforced by that european colonization right. that happened for centuries right and it still lingers no matter how long yeah any country has been colonized it still lingers yeah but the resistance is
1: clear right mm, that like definitely and no matter how... Like, for instance, in Germany, right? in wo- During World War Two, when they were doing the book burnings... They, like, the Nazis burned so much of that gender variance knowledge... Mm-hmm. Um, wow, yeah, and that's the, right. the, the medical knowledge that they had, too, with the... I forgot the name of the school... But they're constantly trying to erase gender variance mm-hmm. within uh, societies. Right. So the fact that we're still, like, here having some tea, mm-hmm. talking shit... Right today is emblematic of how resilient I am.
0: Yes. And you are. Yes. And we're we out here, you know, we're in the community. We're the organizers with the back of the community, taking care of each other and the community and people that didn't really like us. We're fighting for people that want us dead.
1: hmm hmm Because we want we want a better world too. Right. You know, like we fight. like we we show up to the actual At the end of, of the day the there's a just, bigger monster out there. Right, exactly. And I just hope and I wish that our like cis Allies and comrades and community like can see that there are queer people among you that are Mm -hmm. doing the work with you. Like why Mm -hmm. are you hurting and harming us? Or
0: why aren't you you stopping your other cis people from hurting and harming us? Just like stop trying to police. Like just stop the policing. And the thing is like you won't even know you're policing, just like just take some time to educate yourself about non-binary folks non-gender you know
1: conforming folks trans uh, folks
0: yes alright thanks for listening to Escape from Plan A uh, if you liked this episode please rate and review us on iTunes, SoundCloud and whatever platform you're listening to us on and please donate to our Patreon
1: and to the queer and trans listeners please leave a comment and a like and share yes
0: and yeah light a candle for our trans ancestors and yes. have a great day bye we um.